Thank you for listening to the Institute of World Politics podcast. To learn more about our graduate programs in national security, international affairs, and intelligence, or to support our work in educating future leaders, please visit www.iwp.edu. Our final presentation for this evening is with Mr. Tobias Brandt, whose topic is Returning Foreign Terrorist Fighters in Germany, an Assessment of the Threat and Policy Options. Tobias Brandt is originally from Hamburg, Germany, and he is an MA candidate in Statecraft and International Affairs at the Institute of World Politics, graduating in May. His key research interests are U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East, terrorism, and the transatlantic relationship. In his final semester at IWP, Tobias wrote an honors thesis, Pushing Back Terrorist Propaganda and Countering Ideological Support for Militant Islamism. He has been published in The National Interest, and the paper on which his lecture is based will be featured in the spring issue of the Institute's journal, Active Measures. Tobias? All right, thank you all very much for coming today. It is my pleasure to be able to present my research on the threat of returning terrorist fighters in Germany. This is a paper that I wrote for Professor Danis in a class on terrorism. And uh, this is a special topic for me because I am from Germany. And I will start today by uh, giving you an, a short overview of the situation, uh, going to how Germany has dealt with the problem so far, and then go into what I believe are the necessary steps to deal with the threat of returning terrorist fighters. Let's begin. According to the International Center of the Study of Radicalization, by 2018, more than 40,000 citizens from around 100 countries had become affiliated with the terrorist organization ISIS. About 20%, more than 7,000, of these have returned to their countries and are currently in repatriation processes. Germany, for its part, has seen about 1,000 citizens leave for Iraq and Syria, and as we can see here, uh, 303 are now back in the Federal Republic. We can see in this graph also that Western Europe has over 5,000 foreign fighters that left for the Middle East, and Germany makes up about a fifth of those nearly. Returning for, uh, foreign terrorist fighters represent a huge problem for German law enforcement and national security officials because a significant number of them have experienced armed combat or at a minimum undergone some sort of military training. They are more effective than non-veterans, which increases the effectiveness of attacks in the West. And while research shows that historically relatively few returning fighters have posed a direct threat, those that did were responsible for some of the most lethal terrorist attacks carried out over the past three decades. Uh, for example, the group of operatives responsible for the attacks in Paris in November 2015, uh, killing 129 people, were comprised of nine individuals, seven of whom were returning terrorist fighters who had been sent to Europe by ISIS to uh, conduct attacks. A lesser acknowledged threat of returning terrorist fighters is that they are able to recruit others to conduct attacks locally. 
And Germany faces the challenge of determining who these people are, what specific risk they pose, and most importantly, what action to take to protect society from potential harm. It must be said that Germany has, so far, not yet found an adequate way to address the problem. While progress has been made since 2016, especially by limiting the amount of refugees arriving in the country, Germany has improved neither the security structure, architecture in general, or the centralization of it. Thus, authorities remain overwhelmed due to the high number of cases. As in most other European countries, the government unofficially prefers that these foreign fighters would not return without, without formally preventing them from returning. Generally, when they return, they go to provisional detention to await trial, and if convicted and put in prison, different detention regimes are applied from isolation to dispersal among other detainees. But at a closer look, the situation is much more precarious. Thus far, the German government has failed to design and maintain a coherent approach to the multifaceted challenge that foreign terrorist fighters represent. Most officials aim for speedy incarceration proceedings in order to avoid public pressure and contain the immediate security risk. On average, verdicts tend to impose sentences of three to four years for the active support of the Islamic State rather than on more concrete charges of murder. Critics of this approach have argued that this will likely only postpone the threat for a relatively short period of time until detainees are released again. Even more significantly, while the prosecuting authority does open a criminal investigation in each case, evidence rule, rules under German criminal law often mean that a returnee is not convicted of a criminal offense at all. Accordingly, most of the men and women who have returned from the war zones are at large. For instance, out of the 80 returnees from my hometown of Hamburg, 25 have returned, but only one is in custody. Because in many cases, there is simply not enough evidence that they departed, that the departed were in fact members of or supporters of a terrorist group. Since 2016, the year of the infamous uh, Christmas market attack in Berlin, Germany has seen relatively few terrorist attacks. And furthermore, returning terrorist fighters are not reported to have plotted attacks in Germany, which is in sharp contrast to France, where they have not only planned, but also executed dozens of attacks since 2014. This relative decrease in attacks, coinciding with the territorial collapse of ISIS in, in Iraq and Syria, could easily make for a counterterrorism fatigue, as experts assert as looming. And there is a danger of assessing the threat incorrectly and repeating mistakes of the past. Whatever their reason for returning to Germany, all returnees will continue to pose some degree of risk, especially when considering the potential of their joining up with those individuals who are prevented from going to the Middle East themselves. A February 2019 tweet of US President Donald Trump then put the issue at the top of the agenda when he tweeted, the United States is asking Britain, France, Germany, and other European allies to take back over 800 ISIS fighters that we captured in Syria and put them on, put them on trial. The caliphate is ready to fall, the alternative is not a good one, and that we will be forced to release them. 
The situation in northern Syria is indeed delicate, and it is unclear whether the Kurds will be able to retain the control of these prisoners. And there is a real danger that they might go free, travel to Germany uncontrolled, and become active. Armin Schuster, a dom domestic policy expert from Chancellor Merkel's Christian Democrat, uh, the Christian Democrat Party, has described the problem accurately when he said, we cannot expect other countries to take in threats that we want to deport, and at the same time refuse to take back German ISIS terrorists from Syria. Germany has a responsibility for its citizens, even if they have committed serious crimes. My analysis offers up a strategy as to how to counter the specific threat of foreign terrorist fighters. I believe to address the challenge of terrorism in all its dimensions, Germany must eventually establish a coherent national counterterrorism strategy. That is something that the country has yet to do. This strategy must incorporate successful practices of other nations, make the best use of the German legal system, and most importantly, counter the contributing factors that provide the breeding ground for terrorism in the first place, so non-kinetic counterterrorism. Thank you. Uh, yes. So the strategic objective in this uh, analysis, vis-a-vis -vis the countering of the specific threat of the returning terrorist fighters, must be to prevent returning foreign terrorist fighters from conducting attacks in Germany and undermining the social fabric. And the following five lines of effort represent the means for achieving it. They are to tailor the approach for each case, reassert the legitimacy and relevance of the German state using the legal system, strengthen intelligence and surveillance capabilities, improve border controls, and de-radicalize and reintegrate. So firstly, the issue of returning foreign terrorist fighters is demonstrably too multifaceted to use a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, Richard Baird of the Sufan Center in New York has shown that broadly re uh, returnees fall into various categories, each representing a different level of risk. This is from those who left early or those who were never particularly integrated with ISIS to those who were actually sent abroad by the group to conduct attacks elsewhere. But even this helpful distinction has certain flaws. As the New York Times revealed in an interview with a returnee who is now a prisoner in the city of Bremen, ISIS was aware that authorities are more likely to be lenient with those returnees who came back after only a short stay. And so this returnee is quoted saying, when fighters go back to France or Germany, they can say, I was merely on holiday in Turkey. And the longer they stay in the Islamic State, the more suspicious the Secret Service in the West gets, and that's why they try to do the training as quickly as possible. So, accordingly, the short stay does not equal innocence. It is especially worrisome that merely 10% returned because they actually wished to abandon the Islamic State, and most did so because they grew dis disillusioned with their role, or followed calls by family or friends, or to, uh, for health or logistical reasons. There are also age and gender distinctions to be made. Prosecutors, prior to a policy change in December 2017, were hesitant to even open criminal investigations against women, for example. And while some women indeed um, 
may have been coerced by their husbands to travel to Syria and Iraq. Most will have gone there willingly and must be assumed to know what they were doing. Another question is how to deal with minors. In Germany, the age of uh, criminal liability is 14, but six-year-olds will have been exposed to violent Islamist indoctrination, and nine-year-olds will have received military training, the so-called cubs of ISIS. And so not even children can safely be assumed to not represent any threat. Therefore, Germany most must uh, look at each case individually and apply the correct measures. In some cases, it might be possible to completely reintegrate women, teenagers, children, perhaps even men. In others, it might not, and this is where incarceration is the immediate answer. This approach also includes avoiding to base the severity of state repression solely on the duration of a stay abroad. Where it applies, the federal public must not be afraid to take strong action against terrorists with all confident authority of the rule of law. In short, the German response must, must be of multifaceted and specific, a tailored approach for each subgroup and individual. Secondly, some counterterrorism specialists have argued that because it is so difficult to adequately deal with returning foreign terrorist fighters, European countries should repatriate those who have been prevented from returning home over fears of a long prison sentence, and returnees in this case would be expected to uh, plead guilty to a range of offenses in exchange for a reduced prison sentence. While others have pointed out that this would likely only cause a backlash in public reaction, there are more relevant factors, in my estimation, that speak against this type of amnesty agreement. First of all, it is highly unlikely that those uh, radicalized returnees would even agree to strike a deal with a government, uh, a legal system which they fundamentally reject. Secondly, it would be nearly impossible for Germany to logistically ensure the repatriation from these conflict zones. And thirdly, Settling for shorter sentences during plea bargaining procedures is in direct contradiction with the increased criminalization of terrorism-related offenses as United Nations Security Council Resolution 2178 has called for. Most importantly, however, the German legal system has certain mechanisms that prevent methods like plea agreements altogether. For one, Germany has no common law which means that defendants must instead confess to charges made against them in person. Another approach, therefore, that will not work in Germany is to hold in absentia trials. In cases, for example, in the Netherlands or in Belgium, this has been tried um, to send a strong message to these people, which is to say, you may have said farewell to our legal system, but we have not said farewell to you. According to German law, however, Prosecutions in absentia are not permitted because of the immediacy principle, which requires individuals to be present in court. In light of this reality, some German politicians have um, argued for the revocation of citizenship of those who left to join ISIS. This issue has been debated publicly. But here again, the law complicates things. Article 16 of the German Grundgesetz, the um, basic law or constitution, does not allow for the deprivation of citizenship of German foreign terrorist fighters. So given these 
circumstances, Germany must find other ways to adequately address the challenge. Refusing to hand down harsh sentences, as in the suggested amnesty arrangement, even though the evidence would permit it, has the opposite effect of deterring potential future fighters. So legal authorities should consider leniency only in rare cases. <coughs> However, to be able to have a tailored approach for each case, Germany must gain better access to intelligence that could lead to more evidence-based convictions. Therefore, the state should consider incentivizing individuals to come forward with relevant information. And there are only few attorneys who serve as credible witnesses in court, and unfortunately the handful that do have not benefited from their testimonies. One example is a attorney from Bavaria who assisted the authorities but still received a harsh prison sentence of 11 years, and German Middle East expert Guido Steinberg, though he understands the judge's motivation, believes the verdict sent the wrong signal to the Islamist community, which is that cooperation will not be avoid, uh, rewarded. In either case, it is crucial that Germany reassert the legitimacy and relevance of the state. In this regard, I believe it is not necessarily a bad thing that Germany is not able to revoke the citizenship of these fighters, because by taking ownership of even its worst citizens, it can demonstrate the own validity of the state while discrediting that of the so-called Islamic state. While not incentivizing uh, dangerous actors to return home via short prison sentences that only postpone the problem, authorities should justly punish those returnees who defy the liberal democratic order, yet also work with those individuals who are sincerely remorseful and assist the state by providing valuable information. Attorneys must be made aware that the state will use its legitimate powers to constrain those who aim to undermine it. As the legal dimension has shown, it is difficult to consistently convict and incarcerate returnees due to the lack of clear evidence of crimes committed. Therefore, it is of the utmost importance that the German intelligence apparatus strengthen its capabilities and effectively monitor those persons posing a potential threat to public safety. It is simply unacceptable that many returnees who were not imprisoned upon their return have simply disappeared from view. To this end, it is vital to develop a system in which intelligence is shared effectively. In 2004, Germany established a fusion center for violent Islamist terrorism, the Joint Counterterrorism Center in Berlin, to coordinate efforts and provide a platform for intelligence sharing. Nevertheless, there is no central authority as the Lenda, the individual states, all have the prerogative to develop their own solutions. Steinbeck has made the case that the country's intelligence services need a complete overhaul and that the police and intelligence offices of the, of the individual states uh, should be put under the control of the respective federal institutions. The current arrangement indeed, I believe, in, epitomizes the lack of a holistic strategy and the government itself has articulated the need to better coordinate the efforts of the federal, state, and local governments. In the same way, international cooperation must also be strengthened. The Schengen system, through which border checkpoints across Europe have mostly been eliminated, makes it easy for travelers to move from one European country to, the, to another, and this fact contributes to the need for an effective European 
intelligence sharing system. Next, to ensure that returning foreign terrorist fighters can enter the uh, that no returning fighter can enter the country undetected, Germany has to re-establish control over its borders. And essentially, the Schengen borders must function like national border controls of better organized European states. Accordingly, all signatories, including those non-EU members and their security authorities, must have access to the data coming from the state of initial entry. Additionally, the refugee pro problem calls for a soberer approach. It has been a good step to limit the number of people coming in since 2015, a year in which Germany allowed over a million of refugees to enter the country, initially even without vetting them, uh, because it is absolutely necessary to submit newcomers to strenuous uh, vetting processes to prevent harm to society at the first point of contact and not overwhelm authorities. To this end, I believe the European Border and Coast Guard Agency, also known as Frontex, must be given more resources and public support. And lastly, even those returning fighters that are imprisoned upon their return to Germany will eventually have to be released, as prison sentences so far have rarely been longer than 10 years. In light of this reality, it is paramount that Germany begin the reintegration process as soon as possible. I believe the more correct term in this regard is really integration, because most returnees were never really integrated to society in the first place, as their choice to join ISIS clearly demonstrates. Integration efforts must begin in prison, especially to prevent returnees from recruiting other inmates, as what happened before the attacks on Paris in 2015. Authorities should consider making participation in integration and de-radicalization programs, as well as a public renunciation of ISIS and its radical ideology, a requirement before release, and continue this process once individuals are free again. Most importantly, any revamped integration program must be built upon the fundamental understanding that if one wants to combat terrorism at its, at its roots, one has to deal with the societal issues that allow violent Islamists to gain access to hearts and minds. So the government should concern itself intimately with the drivers of alienation and be willing to engage in the battle of ideas. The fact that those German Muslims who left for ISIS were open to an ideology that required them to radically turn against their own society demonstrates that they never considered themselves part of it. In this regard, it was a welcome sign that Germany established a national strategy on the prevention of extremism in July 2016, pledging to increase funding for select integration and prevention programs. My takeaways. Germany has made steps in the right direction in countering the threat that returning terrorist fighters represent to the national security. Nevertheless, much work remains to be done. Thank you. If the country implements the aforementioned lines of effort, it will be much more likely to achieve the strategic objective of preventing returning fighters from conducting attacks in the country and undermining the nation's social fabric. As a matter of course, in addition to the national strategy of, on the prevention of extremism, the country should also develop a holistic national counterterrorism strategy that includes a comprehensive approach 
to countering violent Islamist ideology. This includes integrating the various agencies and means available to the German government, and only if this is done can the country hope to successfully deal with all the dimensions of the threat, which includes returning foreign terrorist fighters, homegrown terrorists, and potentially other violent extremists. Germany must avoid falling into a counterterrorism fatigue, and now is the time to develop and adopt strategies that are needed to deal with the current threat of uh, returning foreign fighters and prevent new generations from mobilizing if and when a new opportunity for mobilization arises. Thank you very much. Yes, Tobias. Thank you. Very good. Um, you mentioned Turkey as a place for returning ISIS prisoners to go on vacation. Why did you cite Turkey? And the second question I have is, you've mentioned numerous times harsh sentences, but I didn't really hear you say anything other beyond uh, revoking citizenship or an 11-year sentence. Is capital punishment not allowed in Germany? So, uh, first of all, with regard to Turkey, that is basically the country through which terrorist fighters travel to get to Syria or Iraq. So it is basically their excuse to say, we were just in Turkey on holiday when they return to Germany. And so the authorities have difficulty establishing the truth. What did they really do there? And it's not a, it's not a crime to travel to Turkey, obviously. Um, with regard to the second question, capital punishment, no, that is not allowed in Germany. Yeah, that it will not be an option. And the, the problem with the harsh sentences, three to four sentences, I believe, is uh, three to four years, I believe, is way too short because it really only postpones the problem. Eleven, this was the one case of a Bavarian returnee who did cooperate with authorities and still received the relatively harsh sen uh, sentence of 11 years, which, in contrast to those three to four where there was no co cooperation, there, there seems to be something wrong there. So in terms of the time, I think, that needs to be looked at again. Yeah. Would you have to know what the sentence is for, like, a murder, like murder one? Uh, I don't know that there will be specific cases each time. But, yeah, um, but it's uh, more the, than 11 years, the, right? Yes. The problem is, can you find the evidence to, evidence to prove yeah. it? And uh, so you look, at, you look at photos, you look at uh, videos that these people took of themselves bragging about certain uh, atrocities. And, and you try to incentivize others to come forward with information. And I think that's the approach you'd have to do. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Tobias. This concludes our symposium this evening. Can we get a round of applause for all of our excellent speakers? Thank you everyone for coming, and again, if you have any questions about IWP, about our mission, about any of our programs, please do speak to our staff afterwards. Thank you. Thank you.